Blog Talk Radio. Only 30 minutes. Only on Sunday. Only 30 minutes. Only on Sunday. Only 30 minutes only on Sunday. Your host, T, to the A, to the Z. I have on the line, D, lovely. <laughs> Golly, they get longer and longer. D, lovely, how you Hello. doing? Hello. <laughs> I'm good. All right, y'all don't. <laughs> That thing was long that time. I mean, really. <laughs> like, yeah, time to take. <laughs> I mean, they were like, they kept cheering, they kept going. I'm like, man, I ain't never heard it go that long. Yeah, they, they love you. <laughs> also in the chat room, Latanya is in the chat room. Let me see how long they go. And they love Latanya, but not like they love you, D. Lovely. They they were a little long on yours. I'm okay with uh, it. <laughs> uh, my first, I'm sure you are. My first thing, and it's been all over the news. You have to be locked away in the closet if you don't know what's going on. Five former Memphis police officers who were fired for their actions during the arrest of Trey Nichols early this month, were indicted on charges, including murder and kidnapping. Shelby County District Attorney Steve Mallory announced Thursday. The former officers, Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Justin Smith, Emmett Martin, and Dustin Mills Jr. have been charged with second-degree murder Aggravated assault, two charges of aggravated kidnapping, two charges of official misconduct, and one charge of official oppression, Mallory said. Second-degree murder is defined in Tennessee as knowing killing of another and is considered a Class A felony, punishable between 15 to 60 years in prison. Uh, He was... Nichols, a 29-year-old black man, was hospitalized after a traffic stop and confrontation and uh, died from his injuries on January 10th, three days after the arrest. I know you have something to say about this, D. Lovely. Go on. The floor is yours. Okay. So first, I don't want to call this his death. This young man was murdered. We want to constantly put that out there. We want to make sure everybody understands this young man was murdered. They originally said it was for reckless driving, but they can find no evidence of him driving reckless anywhere. So he was targeted for some reason. There was purpose, and there was murder in their hearts. Somebody had made a decision that something about this man 
went against something they felt. I don't know if there's some history between one of them and this whole Scorpion unit that normally doesn't do traffic stops. Their job is to weed out, um, uh, what do they call it, gang violence and a bunch of other high-profile things. So what these, what these guys were doing on a traffic stop, I still don't understand. Um, I also want to know, we, we, we did the, they did the right thing. They fired them immediately, first of all, because we we're pretty sure they lied. So I'm sure that was one of the things that got them fired. I'm sure it was because, you know, it's, it's a stain on the Memphis Department, um, Police Department once again because wasn't it Memphis where we just heard about the whole sex ring that was going on? Yeah. So yes. Memphis has some issues, clearly. Um, police, the, the policing the police is not an option, apparently. No one's paying attention. Police just do what they want. So they already had their own. They already had issues going on. This is not new. So the question becomes: How many more times has something like this happened that we don't have access to the body cam, or um, we don't have access to anybody being able to prove who? I'm sure they thought it was going to prove their innocence as opposed to make them look absolutely sickingly guilty. So my my, my heart breaks for the family. I as a mother, I I couldn't watch the whole video, um, and I heard it on television while I was falling asleep, and I heard that young man screaming for his mom, and I'm telling you, it it sent a chill to the deepest part of my soul because the one thing you, you know as a child with a parent, no matter how old you get, when something bad happens, mama is who you're looking for. It just, it's just life. You know something bad's going to happen. So I want to know who the other officers were that were on the scene. There were more than just those five officers. I saw at least three others, two that were Caucasian. I want to know what happened to them. I want to know what the what the uh, repercussions are for those people. I want to know what the repercussions are for the the paramedics that showed up and didn't do a doggone thing. They pulled this. They set that boy, a young man up, knowing that they had kicked him in the head beat him, tased him, they've done all those things, and you lean him against the police car, and you render no aid for more than 25 minutes. There are people, y'all are just standing around doing nothing, and not just those five. There were others standing around doing nothing, and I just don't understand that. Where is your moral compass if that's the kind of thing you can do? Where's your moral compass? Oh, I know, you don't have one because you back the blue. And you, that thin blue line is all that matters to you. And now y'all are over there now trying to put together a story that's going to make sense as opposed to the lie, what you've just done. And so when, when they go to court and they want you to feel bad for them and feel sad, I hope we all remember that there was 25 minutes that they could have made another decision and nobody did. On the line, E is on the line. Hey, hey, um, Hello, everyone. Hello, E. Your opinion on what D. Lovely was talking about, I know you know what we're talking about, is the killing of Trey Nichols in Memphis. Your opinion on this, on the murder. I I second her emotion. It is, it, 
it is so sad. To I didn't watch all of it. I couldn't watch all of it. I couldn't even watch to hear him calling for his mother. That would have broke me. You know, as I have I have a son and multiple other children that I've adopted, and I just feel like so often you hear these outcries of um, police injustices against our people, and this was just how how could they do that? How could you do that to anybody? But how could you do that to one of your own? And like Dee said, to just willing well first of all kick him while he's down kick him in his head kick him all over his body stand him up just beat him I don't want to see the rest of it I don't even want to know why and and like Dee said those other officers that were standing around the paramedics that failed they have a duty to act and render aid where are the repercussions for all of them it is just really unbearably sad Bad situation. I and justice to be justice swift for all of those others involved than it is for those five. I couldn't watch the tape. Uh, I tried, and I stopped after the first when they were standing him up, punching him when he had the hand- yep. handcuffs behind his back. I couldn't watch it no more. I've seen bits of pieces through the news because they played a couple of parts. i never seen it in its entirety. I asked, where's the humanity? And also, when I found out it was the five black cops that did it, that's when I said to myself, oh, this is going to be quick. <laughs> They're going to yeah. arrest them right now. Not like hold out for the tape or nothing like that. A year later, none of that. No delay. They get ready to get them. And this should be the precedence every time it happens in America. Don't, it shouldn't matter what color the officers are or not. It just should be wrong is wrong and right is right. Um, but Tanya's in the t- chat room, and she said, while I'm very happy this, these ugly, ugly, inhumane, inhumane people were arrested and charged with several crimes. It doesn't escape me that the police union and other officers have not come to the defense of these black fellow officers. Yes, of course. That was not going to happen. So, ah, it's just disgusting. Uh, the The next thing I got... As I'm looking for it, um, let me share. Let me just remind you that I, I saw a story that um, um, your that horrible human Candace Owens was saying. She she's sure that if this black man had just complied, this would never have happened, and stop blaming police for things that you're doing wrong. So I hope she's such a, that. I was going to say yeah. Who? I, I know. All I can do is hope and pray that someday that she gets to participate in an outing that allows her to associate with someone who feels about that the way I feel about her. Now, I didn't Mm. say anything wrong, so there. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm glad I didn't even see that. Uh, the next thing I got is three weeks and 39 mass shootings. We three weeks into the year of 2023 and 39 mass shootings. This is America in 2023. On Monday, at least seven people were killed in two shootings in Half Moon Bay, California. Uh, also on Monday, an 11 person succumbed to the injury suffered in the mass shooting at Montero, Montero Park, California. Uh, the scenes of agony and horror are increasingly all too familiar in America. In fact, 39 mass shootings have taken place across the country in just this first three weeks of the new year. Uh, your opinion, D. Lovely, on, and I know we have talked about gun control, gun violence. We have talked about mass killings on this show, and yet we're still at it again. Is there anything, do you think there's anything that can be done to bring this number down? It's not going to go away. Just bring it down. I don't know how we anticipate bringing it down until we do the, the, the obvious. There has got to be more control over firearms and who owns them. There's just not there's not any way to do it until you stop the ability to be able to use certain devices to do bad things. If we had a a system that said everybody can own one nuclear bomb, just one, and you have to use it responsibly, I promise you everybody would keep eyes on everybody else's bomb to make sure that it stays safe and you don't have a cuckoo moment and think you're just going to blow up your neighbor. If we could treat firearms like nuclear bombs, then maybe people would understand the bomb is a bomb. It won't do anything until somebody pushes the button. So a gun is a gun, but it doesn't do anything until you pull the trigger. I can point it and say, boom, but nothing happens until I pull the trigger. So when we finally realize that guns aren't the aren't the only things killing people, it's the people with guns who don't who are who don't care, have no value of life as to why this is this is continuing to go on. They don't value anything. So those are the hands that did not have guns. Figure it out. E. Yeah, I'm feeling. That's a lot. That's a lot of mass shootings, and you know that's the mantra of the NRA that guns don't kill people; people kill people. Um, <clears throat> I am. I'm still reeling from the five shootings in Hopewell since the beginning of the year. So it it, it hits a little different for me because it's so much closer to home to me. I just feel mm-hmm. like I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't I don't know what the answer is. Um it's not just and, and see it's not just these gangbangers and these people out here all willy nilly. They you know, oh boy was seventy two years old. What the hell is wrong with him? You know, like what's really yeah. going on in your life? So it, it it wouldn't make it it wouldn't make me feel better. I don't want anybody to misunderstand it. It that think that I would feel better if it was young people because that's what's going on in Hopewell. But dude was 72. Bro, like, what is going on in your life that you got to, 
that these people, these are older people that are committing these these crimes. And so if the older people can't govern themselves accordingly, what hope do we have for the younger ones to be able to do the same? We're asking the young people to do what these older people can't do. I don't think that taking the guns away are the answer. That's just going to make it a, a whole other issue. It can't be education because most of these people, like, they're learning. So... I don't know. It's just bad. It's sad that we're going into the, a new year with these many mass shootings. And it's really sad that I, I teach in the Wild Wild West because we're at five and we're not even finished with January. In, in China, they don't sell guns to uh, nope. uh That's what needs to happen over here. Uh, don't take nobody's gun away, but just don't sell no more. And no more ammo either. <laughs> just, it'll dry out after a while. Just don't sell or no more. That's, that's my solution. It's going to kill the whole. It's just going to go underground. kill the whole manufacturing. I don't believe we're in a country where it will ever stop. I think we are in a position that because we've had guns for so long, it's just going to go underground. It's not going to be any different than a gun runner is going to be a gun runner, and that's just profit. And it just means more black market guns. It means more guns going under the table that we can't control and we have no idea who has them. It, there, I think this is one of these situations that the the, the um, toothpaste is out of the tube. Now you got to figure out how to make people responsible with the guns that they have. Uh, the next thing I have is the lead prosecutor in the case against Richard Alex Mur- Murdoch said the disbarred South Carolina attorney lied about his whereabouts. On the night his wife and son were murdered, attacking his credibility as the high-profile trial got underway on Wednesday. In his opening state statement, Murdahl's lawyer painted a vastly different portrayal of his client, arguing that he had no reason to murder his wife, Maggie, 52, and his 22-year-old son, Paul, who was shot to death on the family's property on June 7, 2021. Um, starting with E, this is, my opinion, this is crazy, and and if dude, and if dude didn't do it, if dude did do it, he did a great acting job when the police got him. I mean, he cried, yep. and, and, and then, wait a minute, his clothes was clean, no blood, yep. and I don't understand. I'm like, so... Okay, I just want to know who did he think did it other than him when he got home. He acted like he had just got home and found him like that. So I don't know. This is crazy, all in the same. And then they didn't look for the evidence until, I guess, three or four weeks, maybe a month later, when they should have been looking at the evidence already in his house to see if he had any bloody clothes. Yours is correct. Yours. That's that's exactly how I feel. Like it's first of all, when when and when what realm of police world help me, my sister, 
do people not automatically look for the evidence first? I, I, that's what kind of shocked me. And because they didn't look for the evidence first, I mean, dude was pretty, he looked pretty clean, you know, allegedly. No blood on him. I don't know if they, you know, did a GFR test. We we just don't know. And I I just find it very odd. Let's put it like that. That uh, yeah, the I, circumstances went down. I know he's a lawyer like and he probably got friends there. In high <laughs> where they were like, yeah, yeah, they were like, well, you know, we ain't gonna look for no evidence tonight. Just get your evidence together. You know, in a couple of days, we'll be out there. Shoot. <laughs> uh, D. Lovely. Well, sounds like you said it all. But the, the end of the story <laughs> is they were never going to look for evidence. There was no need to. They had already decided that their friend wasn't guilty, and they just need to look elsewhere. It's like nothing to see over here. He didn't do it. And so they technically they vouched for him. By not doing anything, they vouched for him. They never intended to look for evidence, never intended to make him a suspect. When nine out of ten times when a, when someone is killed inside of a family, the first person you're supposed to look at is the spouse, the ex-spouse, the children, the parents. It has to be something familial. So the nine times out of ten, it's not a surprise. It's not a, it's not a stranger. It's someone you know and you would think love them. That's the, that's nine times out of ten. It's always that one case where it's not. So why wouldn't you, the first thing you do is look at the spouse, look at the father, look at the money he's going to gain, even though he's a gazillionaire, there's always more money. You can, people with money always want more money. So the question is, why wasn't he their first suspicion? Why? I don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm sure. I thought it was crazy as heck. <laughs> that was crazy to me. And I, I was watching it when he was talking to the talking police, and I'm like, look at. We're talking about some week, like a week. Like, what? Oh. <laughs> I'm looking for okay. blood on him. I'm looking for nothing. I don't. Nothing. Anyway. Nobody like, uh, The last one. The last one I got, D. Lovely, is on you. i never seen anything like it. The headlines read, Florida teachers strip classroom shelves of books. In response, the DeSantis, a.k.a. DeSatan, banned. Florida ranks second among states with the most books banned, a new report finds. D. Lovely, <laughs> I, I ain't got no question. I know how you feel about it, but... I need the Satan be banned. I you need the Satan banned. You know how I feel about that that stain on the on the planet. I think that he that is a horrible human being. But he said in in a statement, "I'm not racist. I didn't. Ta- I'm not taking African American studies off the table because it's African American studies. I'm taking it off because of the queer." references in the book so basically he said i'm not a racist i'm just a homophobe i'm homophobic i don't like that but i can i'll stand with this but because they're together i guess i can hate them both i i don't even know where to breathe when it comes to him i i just listen 
it's, I don't know. My, my state is going to fall off into the into the Gulf of Mexico soon because no one likes us. No one. No one likes us. Not even Bugs Bunny. Uh, uh, be someone that use this call on us right now and saw the whole damn thing off. <laughs> e, how you feel about the Satan? It is ridiculous. Like, it is ridiculous. Censorship is, I, I struggle with censorship in schools anyway, but this is just ridiculous on so many levels. And somebody's going to get him out of there or some, something's going to happen for him. I ain't saying something's going to happen to him. I want him to lose and lose for real. I want him to no, lose and be. They will, he will lose for real if something happens to him. And I'm not wishing any ill will on him. I'm just saying that it's going to it's gonna come a time where, you know, there are fanatics on both sides of the spectrum, you know, and he just better be careful. You just better be careful. That's that's all I got. Um, thank yeah. you, ladies, for calling that, in. That. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, ladies, for calling in. And your opinions are valued. <laughs> I love y'all both. Be safe this week. Will do. Keep your head on the swivel. Peace and love, everybody. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.